No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always More. I'm Rebecca Keener, and we are in my kitchen again today and just bringing you a great word of encouragement about the Holy Spirit. We've done over 100 programs now on the Holy Spirit, and the more we talk about Him, the more we realize there's more to be learned. There's more to be discussed about the precious Holy Spirit. So I hope you're enjoying our programs. If you, if this is your first time tuning in, we just want to say welcome. We just take you in our little community that loves the Holy Ghost and loves to talk about the Holy Spirit. And as I sit here in my kitchen, I was thinking about some of my cookbooks that I love to get in here and cook with. And one of them is a book that was given to me, and it was uh, in memory of Sister Blanche Lancaster, and she was a great woman of God, and actually she was a pastor in the, in the uh, Congregational Holiness Church. She was a holiness Pentecostal preacher, and she just inspires me. Her life inspires me. And uh, just a woman of God, a righteous lady. But um, what a blessing to have that heritage and to know about her and that God has used women down through the years and that uh, the Holy Spirit can speak through whoever you are, whether you're a man or a woman or um, maybe you've never been raised at knowing anything about the Holy Spirit. You know what? Today is your day. You can hear and learn about Him and how He can change your life. And today we want to talk about the Holy Spirit who is the restorer of hope. Amen. If this ever was a time that we needed hope, it would be now. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into it. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for those who are tuning in today. I pray, Lord, that your presence would be right there with them just like you're here with me, and that they would tangibly feel you and have their own experience with you that no one can deny. And so, Father, we thank you for that, that you will do that. And we pray that you'll anoint this program and that you'll be with us and that you'll change our hearts in amazing ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I was just thinking about the time that we're living in at, and the time of this taping, which would probably apply at any time in history, but especially now because we, we are seeing perilous things happen in our communities, in our cities, in our nation, and it is concerning. And we need to have hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and hope when there's hopeless headlines. How many of you know that if you turn on the news at all, there's a lot of hopeless headlines being discussed? Um, some of those, and I don't want to start out with the bad news, but just to put this in context today, um, mass shootings and school shootings is one of the hopeless headlines. Um, scary violence in our cities and just innocent people walking down the street and being attacked or, or someone trying to run over them with a car. You know, all of that is demonic activity that we are seeing. And 
uh, we can take authority over that in Jesus' name. Uh, mental illness on the rise and fentanyl deaths. I heard, I think sometime this week, over 100,000 uh, overdoses this year uh, and people who have died as a result of it. We see heated political campaigns and a lot of uh, fighting back and forth and uh, continued cases of COVID. We hear about that. And then there's the whole headlines about gender confusion and uh, then a breakdown of the family, abortion, human trafficking, lawlessness, rampant theft on the rise. Um, just things that we're watching before our very eyes, wars and rumors of wars as what the Bible talks about and Jesus told us that we would see in the last days. Um, and we, of course, have seen that. Inflation on the rise and gas prices on the rise. And, you know, we had Dr. David Cooper on the program last month, and he was talking about how the news media is geared so that certain news stations will incite you to fear and certain news stations incite you, incite you to anger, one of the two. And so if you're watching these headlines and, and, um, and seeing all of this, it does tend to make you angry. You know, when you hear about inflation and gas prices soaring and food prices soaring and even baby formula shortages. Who would have ever thought that we would deal with that? And of course, we have a new grandson and we're so thankful for him. And he is on, uh, he spent a little time in the NICU at Children's Hospital of Atlanta. And it was determined that he had to have a specific type of formula in order to uh, survive. And it was a very dangerous touch and go thing for a while, but uh, they found that formula that he has to be on. And so, you know, it's concerning to us. We try to, you know, pick up a can because he goes through a can a week and it's, it's concerning. Amen. And it, sometimes it can feel hopeless. Um, there's, you know, rampant homelessness. We see it on the streets of some of our major cities in the camps and the tents and people, you know, just strung out on drugs and their lives being destroyed and such a desperate situation. We see government co corruption and hatred and uh, we see a lack of justice being done. Oftentimes things will happen and be done and no justice to come about. And um, employee shortages, even we see, you know, just uh, people that don't want to work anymore. And so all of these headlines can just come just crashing down on us if we just immerse ourselves in this and watch it over and over and over on the news or listening to it on talk radio. And it can become rather hopeless. Amen. And we know that uh, when things seem to be so hopeless that God is up to something and he's doing something. And he would say to us at this time, fear not. He would say to you, and even if you're a young mom watching me today and you're trying to get formula for your baby and you're afraid and you don't know what to do, God himself is saying to you and to each of us, fear not. Do you know what it says in the Bible? I really didn't know this until I started studying for this particular lesson, but 
The Bible mentions 365 times, don't be afraid. Isn't that amazing? Don't be afraid. The Bible also says, we have not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Amen. And the enemy would want us just to think that everything is crashing down and that, you know, we're just hopeless and helpless. But that is a lie of the enemy. So I came today to instill a little bit of hope in you and to encourage you, fear not. Just like the Bible says 365 times for the 365 days of the year that we have, fear not. God is in control and he will provide and he will take care of us. He is our Jehovah Jireh. And he provides. David said, I've never, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Amen. So hold on to those promises. But it has to be the Holy Spirit who imparts this hope to our heart. He is the one who will come in. And Paul said this in such a powerful way in Romans 15 and 13. He said, may the God of hope, you know, you can't find hope in anybody, in any other God, any other religion other than Jesus Christ. And he said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that powerful? So not only are we to have hope, we need to overflow with it. And the reason why is because there's so much negative messages that we're being bombarded with day after day that we have to have the hope imparted to us by the power, the greatest person walking the face of the earth today, and he sees all of it all at one time. And he knows the answer to it all. And so he is the one who imparts that hope to us in times that we are troubled. Psalm 3, 3 and 4, David said this, Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him, but you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord, and he answered me out of his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. And this is for some of you who are watching today who maybe are even having trouble sleeping. You're so concerned about how are you going to pay for gas? How are you going to pay for food? How are you going to get through this? He said, I lie down and sleep. I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. The Lord sustains me. I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. And when you hear those headlines, it almost feels like tens of thousands of things coming at you. How am I going to make it? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to survive? How am I going to move forward? And all of that is the enemy trying to instill fear in your heart and to drain and draw the hope out of your heart. And our hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. So we go to the Holy Spirit and we ask Him for hope to get through this particular season. 
First Peter 5 and 10 says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. Galatians 6 and 8 says, Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction, and whoever sows to please the Spirit will reap eternal life. So when we're going to the Holy Spirit and we're asking Him for the hope, we're going to reap hope. When we're sowing hope into other people's lives, we're going to reap hope. Amen. Hebrews 10 and 3 says, let us hold unswervingly. That means like, hold on. You know, you're on a bumpy road, but you hold on as hard as you can to the hope we profess. That means you don't go to the right or to the left. You don't swerve away from the direction of the Holy Spirit and His promises all throughout this word. You're going to be okay. I've got you. You're mine. I'm taking care of you. I will provide. And he says, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. You know, Edward and I have proven him. We've been through 35 years of marriage together. We celebrated this year. And we've had some years that we've been blessed abundantly financially. And we've had other years where the bottom fell out and things were really bad. And we had to pray and believe God. I remember when our youngest son, Truett, was a baby. Things really were so tight for us. I had to believe God for diapers. And do you know, we drove up to an event with his work and his boss just without us even asking, and he was not even a Christian, he covered the entire hood of his car with packs of diapers stacked up. And he had called Edward. He says, I have a little present for y'all. When you get to the party, I'll have it on my car. And there were all these diapers. Amen. That's just God. And I remember during that time when Truett was a baby and I didn't, I, I didn't even have money to get my hair done or, you know, get anything new. And you know how when you're a new mom, you kind of feel a little frumpy and you feel like I need, I need some help here. And you just, you know, just want to at least get your hair done. We didn't, there was no money to do that at that particular time. And I remember I was at home with the baby and watching a program on TV in Phoenix, Arizona. And a girl came on and... I had known, kind of known who she was. She was a hairstylist and she did a makeover on this particular uh, lady that day. And I was sitting there and I just kind of mumbled. I said, I'd really like to get my hair done. And I said, Lord, I'd really love for her to do my hair. And do you know, and this is before God, I'm telling you the truth. That day, that lady picked up the phone and called me, that hairdresser and said, God spoke to my heart to call you and see if I could do your hair for free. Is that not a confirmation of the Holy Spirit? And you know, those kind of things may be few and far between, but I went in and I had my hair done and she did it as a complimentary service to me. And of course I tipped her and said, thank you so much. And it was just a confirmation just that nod from God to give me hope and let me know, I got you, even in the small things, even in the things that nobody else sees, nobody else cares about, 
nobody else would even think of, I'm going to take care of you. And that's what God is saying to you today. When I get down, I meditate on Jeremiah 29, 11, and I'm sure you do too. It says, for I know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope, plans to give you hope and a future. Because when you have hope, you can keep going. When the headlines get hopeless and the headlines get bad, and we know they do, you can turn to God and he's the one that's going to give you a hope and a future. And I don't care if you're watching today and you're a young person or maybe you're in your 90s. You have a hope and you have a future. And if you are in Christ Jesus, our hope is heaven. The greatest days of our life are ahead of us always. The best is yet to come. When you're in Christ, the best is yet to come. Because when we get to heaven, when God gives, one day I want to do a program on glimpses of heaven and just talk about what heaven's going to be like with you. It's going to be so glorious. And that ought to just instill just a great hope in our heart as never before. Romans 5 and 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our heart through, now here's the part I love, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So see that hope can be poured out in our heart. And if we would just begin to pray, those of you intercessors and grandmamas and granddaddies that are watching me today and you know you're an intercessor to this nation, just begin to pray that the Holy Spirit will pour out the hope, His hope, the hope of God in every heart in our nation or the nation that you're watching us from today. Man, what a difference that would make. We are called to be intercessors to ask for that hope to be poured out upon all flesh. Romans 8:28 says, "And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose." Now that's that's great hope right there that no matter what we go through, no matter how bad we sin or we mess up or we fall, and I've been there and God is the one who comes in and picks us up and he transforms us and he changes us. And he gives us hope to keep going. You know, so many people just lose hope that nothing's ever going to change. And suicides, of course, are on the rise. We've even seen people who were, you know, celebrities and seemingly had everything going for them and took their life because they lost hope. And we have to be people of hope and faith. And the only way we can get it, you can't drum it up on your own or just read a bunch of self-help books or even read a bunch of Christian books on hope. You have to ask the Holy Spirit. You can't see Him, but I promise you He is there and He is real and He is with you and He's the one that will cause hope to overflow in your heart just like I gave you in Romans 15 and 13. I'm going to read that one more time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, all joy. You know, we need joy right now. Nehemiah 8 and 10, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't lose your joy. 
Amen. No matter where you are, find some joy in the day. Say, Holy Spirit, you got to open my eyes to see joy, to feel your joy in my spirit, and it's going to give you strength, joy, and peace. Peace. It doesn't matter what the price of gas per gallon goes to. It doesn't matter what happens with the food. It doesn't matter what happens with our economy or even as days get darker and there's wars and rumors of wars, God is still God and he is on the throne. And because he's on the throne, we have hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I just want to remind you today these things. First of all, you need to ask that the Holy Spirit fill you with hope till you overflow. Let's just do that right now. Just right where you are, just say, God, I've been listening to this little lady in her kitchen going on and on about hope. And I've been listening to the news and watching too much news and focusing on all the bad news. And right now I need hope. I'm hopeless. Or maybe you're facing a bunch of bills and you don't know what to do. I promise you, I've been there. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Just say, God, I ask you to, to give me hope somehow. Provide for me and just spur me on and give me your strength to know that I have a hope and a future. And he will do it. Amen. The second thing is to be aware of what's going on. Be aware. Some of you are addicted to news. You're addicted to bad news. You want to hear all the sensational stuff and you're feeding, feeding, feeding. I've been there. I've done it. You know, you're feeding on it and you've got to limit it. So be aware of what's going on in the earth today, but limit your exposure to all of that. Psalm 112, 6 through 7 says, Surely he will never be shaken. You will never be shaken. I don't care what you're hearing. You'll never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. So we're to be a people that live above the circumstances. Amen. And we have no fear of bad news. Can you say that with me right now? I have no fear of bad news. Say it again. I have no fear of bad news. Amen. Isn't that freeing? God does not want us bound to the trauma of this world. And we just loose that trauma today off of us, off of you right there at home today, that you not be beaten up by the traumatizing bad news anymore. You are free indeed. Amen. And you are a people of hope. The third thing is that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, just by listening to this message today, not because it's me, but because I'm giving you life, the sword of the spirit. It is increasing your faith and it's making you stronger. Anytime you hear the word of God, whether you're reading it to yourself or you're listening to a podcast or a message, you are being built up in your most holy faith. And so I want to encourage you. That's where you get hope. What are you listening to? What are you feeding upon in your spirit? I heard a young man the other day who was giving his testimony and he'd had 35 convictions 
in his life and been in prison. And now he's out and he's given his life to the Lord and he has a family. And he said, my downfall came to what I was listening to. I was listening to all the wrong news and music. And he said, my uh, saying is garbage in, garbage out. Whenever you're putting garbage in your spirit, garbage is going to come out. Amen. Negativity, fear, doubt, worry, unbelief. So get in the word of God and listen. Go back on our YouTube channel and listen to all the messages on the Holy Spirit. He's the answer to everything. It'll build your faith up so much you'll feel like Superman or Superwoman. And you will be empowered to face the, the challenging times that we're in. The other thing is to watch and pray. Matthew 26 and 41 talks about this, that there will be perilous times. So we may see it on the news. We're going to watch it. We're not going to be people who are not informed. But as we're watching, we need to pray. We don't sit there and just complain about it and get mad or fearful or fretful. Amen. But we begin to pray. Get up and lay your hand on the television screen if you need to and pray that God will remove evil people from leadership and put in godly people who are filled with the Holy Spirit and watch him work. He'll give you hope in that area. And then uh, the fifth thing is to repent and refresh. Acts 3.19, I love this scripture. It says, repent so that times of refreshing will come. And you know, to me, that's kind of a daily thing. I, I don't know about you, but I fall daily. The Bible says all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short. And so there's things that I have to take before the throne and say, ooh, get that off me, Lord. I repent of that. I repent of that attitude. I repent of what I said about that person or this situation. Forgive me. And when we repent, we're refreshed. And we're refreshed in hope. And God can come in and just renew us and get us ready for what he has next. And then the sixth thing, this is my last, the things that we find frustrating in our lives are points of prayer. So whatever you may be hopeless about or you're frustrated about, maybe in your family or your marriage, maybe in the nation, maybe in your church, you're just aggravated with the way things are going or they're not going the way you think they should. That is a point of prayer for you. That means you're supposed to do something about it in prayer. And in that place of prayer, God will give you hope. And he'll give you grace to overlook it, whatever it is, the situation, or to overcome it and to press past it. So we are a people of hope. And that scripture in Romans 15, 13, if you don't remember any scriptures I've given you today, that's the one. May the God of all hope, and that's my prayer over you today, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I feel it rising up in me right now. We're in the greatest days of our lives because God's going to use us, and we were born for such a time as this. Amen. I just thank you so much for being with us in the kitchen today. I pray this has been an encouragement to you and that you feel hope rising and that you are able to overflow with it and impart it to others. That's what we need at this time. And Lord, we ask we lift our nation before you 
And we ask you, Father, to pour out your spirit and that the God of all hope will arise in a powerful way in our nation. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much again for being with us. We'll see you next time right here on Always More. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.